Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Josh Brown, and you're listening to the Follow Your Soul Heart Podcast. Well, hey, everyone, welcome back to the Follow Your Soul Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Brown, and we've been in the middle of talking about how to build a creative business from scratch. We've gone over several episodes where we've talked very high level. And then last week, we kind of got into the more strategic day-to-day level. What are some things in terms of your skill sets that you can be working on in order to build a creative business from scratch? And today, we're going to extend that just a little bit. I'm going to keep this episode a little bit shorter because I know I unpacked a whole lot last time. And I want to recap a little bit of that and I wanna talk about something new. So let's dive right into the content. Today, like I said, we're gonna be covering a few things, but before we get into that, let me go on a tangent about the word settle. So many people that I've talked to that talk about running their own business or trying to get out of the freelance grind and into not just working a full-time job and doing freelance, but one full-time job where you are the owner many people end up settling for whatever their current company or current situation provides. Do not settle. If you want to be a strategic leader, if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to build a creative business from scratch, you cannot settle. You can't settle when people say, oh, that can't be done, or oh, you shouldn't contact him, or oh, you shouldn't ask them for that. Because when you get into that mentality, you are putting limits on both your creativity, your vision, your opportunity, and your success. Hey, I was reading a book recently about Um, Sell or Be Sold was the name of it by Grant Cardone. And in the book, he was talking about the one time that he got a chance to be in the same room and talking one-on-one with Joan Rivers, Joan Rivers, the celebrity. So in that scenario, many of us would kind of clam up a little bit, might do like maybe think about like your favorite celebrity. Um, You might clam up a little bit. You might be like, hey, can I get a selfie? He walks up and instead of saying, hey, can I get a selfie? Can I get a picture? He says, Joan, nice to meet you. Can I ask you a favor? (laughs) Many of us would never do that. We wouldn't walk into a situation like that and say, hey, first time meeting you. Now can I ask you a favor? In fact, if you listen to Gary Vaynerchuk, he'll tell you jab, 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 right hook or give, 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 then ask. However, you don't always want to do that because you never know if this opportunity will arise. He had an agenda. He knew that he could get value out of this meeting with Joan Rivers, and she knew somebody that he wanted to know, and he asked her for an introduction that then led to a business deal and a business opportunity. In life, if you just settle for the moment and you say, oh, wow, this is really cool, it's fun, it's unique, it's interesting, picture, selfie, whatever, move on. You just missed the opportunity. Somebody last week I was talking to uh, had been to a place where they were around some influencers. And in the influencer moment, they were talking and saying, you know what? I just didn't want to disturb them because I kind of already knew them. 
and I had some sort of relationship with a couple of these people. And so I allowed other people to go and talk to those guys. And while that is a good mentality to have, you always want to be respectful. You always want to make sure that you are giving uh, others time and not just hogging the limelight for yourself because that's very egotistical and it's very prideful. And I just don't believe in operating that way. However, you always want to have some type of an agenda. And the agenda is not to get something from somebody, but it is to build a relationship that matters. But most people will not build a relationship with you. You have to build it with them. And that means being in front of them, being exposed to them, texting them, tweeting them, emailing them, contacting them. And when you're in person with them, talking to them a whole lot, showing up and being in the same general vicinity while other people are talking to them. You're there. You're contributing to the discussion. You're a part of it. You know, introduce yourself and then be able to take the idea that you used to have, which was to just settle for whatever happens or if I get to meet them, great. If not, well, you know, it's okay. Instead, take life by the horns. My wife, years ago, this was at the time so embarrassing, but it was genius on her part. We were sitting in Cracker Barrel eating lunch one day in Hendersonville, Tennessee. We lived nearby, went to Cracker Barrel like good Southern people do at the time. And while we're sitting there, this girl walks past with her family and it's Taylor Swift. Now, this was when Taylor Swift had done the Tim McGraw song, so everybody was kind of getting to know her, but she wasn't quite a celebrity who would get mobbed at Cracker Barrel yet. And so, anyway, she comes in, she moves past, she goes, she sits down, and my wife is like, that's Taylor Swift. I've got to get a picture with her. I've got to get a picture with her. This is the coolest moment. And I'm sitting there like, hey, you know, it's celebrity. Just leave her alone. It's okay. Don't worry about it. And she's like, I'm going to go get a picture right now. No one else is. I'm going to do it. And my wife, who is not somebody who would generally walk up to someone to get a picture with them, takes our daughter and her cell phone because we didn't have a camera. And this was like the flip phone days. So you you could just take it on a little flip phone, you know. And so she takes that, walks over and asks Taylor Swift if she would mind getting a picture with her and her do- and our daughter, Ashley. And so um, she's looking around. She's trying to get me to come over and take a picture. And I'm just, I'm heads down embarrassed at the time. And Taylor Swift's dad says, oh, I'll take the picture. And he stands up and he actually, I think he takes like two or three pictures, even directs the photo shoot a little bit. It was insanely cool looking back, but I was so embarrassed at the time, head down. Well, sure enough, we go back. She's Laura sits down at the table with me. And then a couple other like girls go up, little smaller girls, another family goes up and she kind of started something. I felt a little bit bad about that. But now I look back and I'm like, oh, what an opportunity. First, had I had a good camera, I should have been in the shot because now I could use that photo to help raise awareness of what it means to take life by the horns. Instead, all I have is a stinking story and it wasn't even where I was the limelight of the story. It was my wife. So all that to say, do not settle. If the opportunity is there, seize it, greet it, embrace it and go for it. That is the only way you're ever going to be successful. Which leads me to the point that I was getting at last week. 
If you want to build a creative business from scratch and be highly successful, you have to build your skill sets on the tools of the trade. We talked about the reasons why. Why a creative business? Why a creative agency? What is it that you want to achieve? And we went through things like you want to ultimately have financial peace. You want to be able to control your schedule. I would say it all boils down to one word, and that's freedom. You want freedom to make your own decisions, to be able to lead a team, and ultimately to be able to be seen as a subject matter expert to clients. Because as we all know, every single business in America at least, will always hire people from outside to give a different perspective than the people inside, even though the ones inside and on the internal teams have quite a bit of domain knowledge and probably are the best ones for the job. So many of the times, though, executives don't see that or they just want a different perspective and a more unique perspective. And that is the freedom that comes from building your own creative business. We talked all about the tools, Photoshop, Illustrator, Sketch, learning how to do email, design, automation, MailChimp, Trello, how to project manage, how to network. We got into a little bit of why it's important to network, being on social networks, being at mixers and events and conferences, going forward and emailing people, bugging people until you get what you want. In scripture, there's actually a verse that talks about keep seeking and you will find, keep knocking and you will find basically, and or keep knocking and the door will be answered to you. And I believe, I used to believe this was like, oh, seek something out. And if the door is answered, it's a no, never knock again. But what I'm realizing is we need to have a never give up mentality. In the Navy SEALs, they have a motto that is called never quit, never quit. There might be times in a battle where they actually retreat and re and move around to different positions to have a better strategic advantage, but their motto is never quit. And that's the one that we need to have if we're starting or building a creative business from scratch. All those tools continue to walk through and learn every single day. One of the things that I've been doing lately is reading books. I know that I need to do a few things in my business. I need to make sure that I'm being studious, I need to make sure that my leadership skills and qualifications, because I don't really have formal training, so I need to make sure that I'm exposing myself to some great leaders so that I can become a better leader. That's actually a really good one. I might have to tweet that one out, but be sure to always expose yourself to great leaders so you can become a better leader. And ultimately for me, I do this through books. I do it through audiobooks while I'm working out. I'm listening to books, not music. At first it was a little weird and I was like trying to bench press one day or maybe do some deadlifts or even run and I'm listening to somebody talk and it was a little bit boring, but I begin to realize, oh wait, I'm feeding my mind and that is highly, highly important at this point. So books and reading books are one of the things I really, really highly recommend. We didn't talk about it last week. I should probably do a whole episode, but some of the ones that I've read lately, uh, I've read both leadership kind of books and then books that are a little more central to my faith. Everybody Always is one of those faith books that I think is fantastic. Bob Goff is the author. I've tweeted about him. I've actually tweeted to him and uh, I just love it. He makes his office on Tom Sawyer Island in Disneyland and he's a law professor and he's doing some incredible work um, here in the U.S. and around the world. 
uh, really, really fantastic book. Uh, one of the ones I read recently was The Dichotomy of Leadership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. These guys, Navy SEALs, former Navy SEALs, I guess now, or alumni, and dude, they are absolutely incredible and phenomenal. They're talking in the dichotomy of leadership about the fact if you want to be a leader, you have to weigh and balance the decisions you're making every day so people don't just feel like you're harping on them all the time. <laughs> in my business, I want people to get things done. I want to move forward. I want to go fast. And yet there's a lot of people that I work with, even ones on my team that are slower than me. And it takes a lot of patience and it takes a lot of just okay, breathe, wait a minute, they're going to get it done. And if they don't, I might have to communicate it. I might have to communicate it two, three, four times in order to convey it properly until I get better and more strategic in my own leadership. And so I read these books so I can get better and more strategic. The other one that I read, I mentioned, I think maybe earlier or sometime is uh, Sell or Be Sold by Grant Cardone. I also read his 10X book, I highly recommend both of those. They're just really good. Sell or Be Sold is a great book to read if you want to learn the practical ins and outs of being a hustler to grow your own business. So many people talk about growing and talk about building. I have some friends in my network and they're always like, yeah, you know, I've been working on some things and I can't wait to get it started. And, you know, one day I'm going to do blank. To me, that is settling. We don't want to settle. <laughs> we want to take life by the horn. So we're not going to wait for one day. We're going to do it today. In fact, the other night I was reading The Way of the Seal. And in The Way of the Seal, they're talking about going through the Bud's training week. And there's a particular week called Hell Week. And while you're going through that, it's all kinds of different activities and um, strenuous exercises and trainings where you're getting pounded by the surf and you're locked arms and you have to stay warm even when you're miserable all night long, running on low fumes, low strength, because you've been doing training and weightlifting, all kinds of stuff all day, holding logs above your head, blood's just drained out of your arms. You got to keep it up. You got to have perfect form. You've got to be mentally ready. And at one point, the guy who wrote the book, Mark Devine, I think is his name, the commander, commanding officer comes over and says, you need to do a thousand. And I, it was, I can't remember the exercise, but basically a thousand burpees. And burpees are essentially where you dive onto the ground, you do a push up and then you jump back up. And sometimes like you'll get up and then you jump up and then you go back down, you do a push up. And so you had to do this a thousand times and it's not the easiest thing, even as a seal, when you've been lifting your arms above your head all day and you've been doing all kinds of training and you're like, at this point, you're malnourished, you're tired, you're overexhausted, your body's giving out and now you have to do a thousand. And so as he goes forward and he does try to do a thousand at some point, like 400, I believe he said, he went to a different place mentally and the goal for the SEALs is, or one of the things they say is everybody is 20 times more capable of what they believe they are. And at 400, he began to laugh and he laughed and he laughed and he laughed. And from 400 to 700, it was like he was a new person because that laughter brought new energy, new life into his soul. And at 700, the officer comes back over and tells him to fall back in line. He didn't have to do the next 300 burpees because 
he had gone to a new place and had gotten there mentally and ultimately it helped him out physically. So if you're looking for progression, I would start with Grant Cardone's 10X <laughs> and then I would go and get involved with some of the readings around the SEAL teams because they're training you what it means to have mental toughness. And this is my word for this year was discipline and I'm working on discipline and working on it in my personal life, my business life. I think it's really, really important, especially for you if you're trying to learn a lot of this stuff for the first time from scratch. It can be really overwhelming, but if you have discipline and if you're reading the right books to help you regain control of your mind so you have mental toughness, you're going to be successful. It's that simple. So that's kind of a recap and a couple of additional nuggets, but there's one last thing that I wanted to talk about today, and that is you need to learn everything but specialize in something. You want to create more value for your clients than they pay you for if you want recurring clients. This goes miles, miles in creating good, long-standing relationships, and that's what you have to do with your clients. A recent example, I worked with a company called the Gideons International a couple of years ago. We did a project, and during that project, naturally, I work on building relationships with people, mainly because I just enjoy it. I love meeting new people, and especially when you meet people that are, they were kind of of a faith background, very similar to mine, and so we got along great. We spent a lot of time having conversations beyond just the work that we were doing, and one of the men who's on the team ended up coming out to Phoenix and I just had stayed in touch through the months and he had as well a couple times. And when he came to Phoenix and he had some downtime, he'd sent to me just a little text and said, hey, I've got some time if you wanted to grab, um, you know, I think it was like grab tacos or something like that. And so we went, uh, got some tacos. Another time we he came out, we ended up going and getting some burgers because it happened two, two different times, two different occasions. And we barely talked shop during those moments. It was just more time to get to know each other, time to learn from somebody. Like I could learn from him. I had some different things that I had done that he was able to learn from me. And then ultimately, two years later, I get another call from that organization, a different team, and they now want to work with me as well. You can't see the future, but I guarantee it's going to be brighter if you work on building the relationship by creating more value to your clients than they're actually paying you for. Now, the other thing is MRR is the goal, but it's not the first step. If you don't know what MRR is, monthly recurring revenue. <laughs> this is how you be successful. If you don't have repeat revenue, then it is a very, very difficult uh, to be mentally prepared because you're going to have so much ebb and flow in your monthly revenue or your monthly income. So what I want you to do is think about it in this term. That's your goal but it's not the first step. The first step is still build the relationship, build that relationship. I mean, you've got to learn those skill sets and the tools of the trade and all that kind of stuff, but you have to remember relationships are what matter. Read that book, Sell or Be Sold by Grant Cardone. It will change your perspective on how you go after new business 
And this was advice that was given to me a long time ago by a cousin of mine who runs a company called Apostle Tech. They specialize in Salesforce. Um, check them out online. It's like apostletech.com, I'm sure. And ultimately, my cousin Kyle told me, if you want to grow your business, you have to know that you are the best salesperson for your business. And I was like, dude, I need to hire somebody to do sales. I can't hear. I actually was born with hearing loss. So I've, I have like 40% of my normal, like of normal hearing. And so I can't hear in conversations. It's really difficult. I wear hearing aids and yet it still amplifies everything. So you don't like you miss a line and you're just like nodding your head. Yes. When someone asked a question, so embarrassing happens to me all the time. Even with my own family, my wife, she gets onto me all the time too, but that's another story. But Ultimately, um, when I was talking to him, he said, you are the best salesperson for your business. So don't discount that. Remember, if you want to grow, you have to be out selling yourself. The last thing here is you need to specialize because it's going to allow you to sell yourself more consistently. And this is the untold secret of soul heart. This is the part that you don't want to turn this off, right? Because I'm going to give away my biggest secret. I specialize in the thing I am selling to the client I am attracting. Okay, I want you to hear this because it's going to make sense in a second if it doesn't already. I specialize in the thing I'm selling to the client I am attracting. What I mean by this, at Soul Heart, we're a creative, we're a creative agency and as part of a creative agency, you have to do a lot. You have to know how to do a lot. Everything that I mentioned previously from Photoshop to Illustrator, InDesign, all of those translate over into avenues of our business. However, when you're trying to sell a client, you can't give them the exhaustive list of everything that you do. You have to give them the one thing that you can do for them. One thing, one thing only. If they come, they're like, hey, I want you to fix everything. Nope, I'm going to fix one thing. I'm going to fix your website. I'm going to fix your social media presence. I'm going to help you. I'm going to be the guide that helps you grow your business through this one channel. Now, once you do the one thing, once you land and close the deal on the one thing, now, guess what? You get to give them above and beyond value so that you can ultimately sell more. You have many things. You have things that you don't even know you're good at yet that haven't even come out yet. When I started my company, Facebook ads were not a thing. Now they are. Now we specialize in Facebook ads. However, we also specialize in UI UX design. We also specialize in WordPress websites. We have multiple specialties, okay? And ultimately, like I said, you want to learn everything but specialize in something. The best way to grow from a business to an agency is to start small, start with specializing in one thing and one thing only. And as you get more experience, as you provide more value, then begin to grow the specialization into more. This is the way to run a creative agency because you want to be a leading expert to your clients, a subject matter expert that they rely on for lots of different projects and lots of different advice. Now, 
you might not be able to handle more than one or two things and that's okay totally fine stay specialized in fact one of my uh, friends that I know through some of the online channels around some of the development groups that I'm a part of Sarah Dunn is her name she started a YouTube channel strictly on specialization look her up if you don't know uh, her already and watch those videos because she talks about how she steps back from doing a whole lot of different things and specializing in one thing and she wanted her business to specialize in the wedding industry she goes through and unpacks lots of different ways that she's doing that and her focus is narrowed in to one thing and it's becoming really successful for her and it's helping her set her business up for the best success in the future my secret is i specialize in the one thing that i'm selling to my clients that i'm attracting today if you want that mrr recurring revenue down the road if you don't have it already if you want relationships with clients that repeat business two years later like mine with the Gideons then what you want to make sure that you do is specialize in something but learn everything so you can grow your specialization further and here's the thing even if you're only focused on one on like a one avenue one part maybe you're only focused on the wedding industry I guarantee you within that focus, there's many things that you can do. Maybe they want somebody to give some edits on the website or help out with making the copy better on the homepage. Or maybe they want you to just look at their social profile, even though you don't do that yet at this point at your juncture and say like, hey, what are some tips on improving this? And so you're out there, you might be Googling tips on creating a great social media presence for the wedding industry. Like whatever the thing is that your clients come to you with questions on, be honest, be frank, tell them, look, I don't know the answer yet, but I'm gonna find it out for you and I'm gonna let you know as soon as I do. Because they want you to do the strategic thinking for them and that's the value that you can bring that's going to be the added value they're not paying for now you got to balance it you can't do it's the dichotomy of leadership right uh, you can't do too much and not be paid for it because that's not fair to you so you have to balance it weigh the tension and at some point if they're starting to ask for more then that's when you can go to them and say hey look in order to give you more of this, I really need to charge for my time because I'm charging other clients and I think we've got a great relationship, but I think you need to basically pay for some more of this value. Now, if you wanna do something every now and then, that's totally fine, but if you're asking for a lot more, then we're gonna to have to charge for that because it's only fair to us. If you believe in our partnership and our your investment in our company, in our business, then I guarantee you're going to get the results that you're looking for because you are providing value to them. Hey, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in again to the Follow Your Soul Heart podcast. As always, I'm so thankful you're here. We're going to continue this series and unpack it as we go forward with a lot of the nitty gritty tangible items. But some of you have already scheduled out social and web consultations with me. I love that. That's so cool. It's really awesome. If you haven't yet, be sure to go and check out some of the different content that we've got 
on our social channels, on our website, and there's various ways you can pick up case studies or get that free 20-minute consultation, web and social consultation. I'm gonna take a look at your website, your social presence, and just give you some tips, tricks, and ideas and see if we can talk about further partnership. What are some ways we can trade things or what are some ways that I can help you take that leap of faith and start building your creative business from scratch today. This has been another episode of the Follow Your Soul Heart podcast. Thank you guys for listening.